Hello, everyone. Dr. Anna Kabeca here on Couch Talk with a special guest. We're going to be speaking about sleep, difficulty with sleep, breathing, respiratory issues, and how it relates to the symptoms that we often experience in menopause, such as waking up, not feeling refreshed, not sleeping through the night very well, fatigue, brain fog, irritability, and how oh my goodness, really incorporating a very holistic, multidimensional approach to enhancing our hours that we spend sleeping, hopefully sweet dreaming, is going to really make a difference in our lives. And this is often a piece that is missed by most healthcare practitioners. So I'm bringing to you today, Dr. Michael Gelb, who's a world-renowned TMJ and sleep specialist with practices in both New York City and White Plains. He received his medical degree in dentistry from Columbia University College of Dental Medicine and his MS from SUNY at Buffalo School of Dental Medicine. He is the author of GASP, Airway Health, The Hidden Path to Wellness, and the co-founder of both the Foundation of Airway Health and the American Academy of Physiological Medicine and Dentistry. So he resides and works and the, created the Gelb Center in New York City. So his website is Dr. Michael Gelb. GELB.com and he's in New York City and he sees clients and he is also his father let's see here now so the Gelb Center was founded by his father Michael you're gonna have to tell us about that and then your lineage here in sleep technologies and how you've really become a passion uh, passionate in this area welcome great to have you here it's great to be here yeah I started off initially with the TMJ uh, my dad had kind of created the specialty and brought it to the rest of the body. And then over time, we developed tools like uh, comb beams and home sleep tests. So we could actually visualize the airway. We could much better view of the joint, but we could actually see a woman's airway uh, and where it might not be as big as we thought it was, uh, nasal airway, the airway behind the tongue. And uh, we had these things called sleep tests both uh, polysomograms and home sleep tests. And it really opened us up to be able to diagnose and start to figure out that a lot of the symptoms were really coming from sleep. Not just the oxygen, but sleep architecture, how well people were sleeping or not sleeping, disruptions in sleep, and just the profound effects those can have on a woman's life. So let's talk about that. When do changes start to occur where there are issues with sleep? It's really in women, it's really around perimenopause. So up until then, there seems to be a, some sparing effect, although there can be very, very thin women that have this thing called upper airway resistance syndrome, which we, we should talk about. But really, it's menopausal women that really start to have the same airway as men had had for you know, 20 years before that. So they start to have some snoring issues. They can start to have some fatigue issues where they never did. So maybe a lot of the overlapping symptoms that you may see or that your, your clients, your patients may see may be uh, due to the fact that they're not sleeping as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, right? A very common, almost universal complaint in the perimenopause menopause as our hormones are changing is the difficulty in restful, restorative sleep. So let's talk about that from sure. your perspective, the airway perspective. Right. So one of the key things is that women lose their protective reflexes. So their reflexes in the throat, their reflexes in the tongue. So women have this degree of 
activity in their tongue muscles at night, which keeps the airway open. Around perimenopause and menopause, we lose these protective reflexes, muscle reflexes, neuromuscular reflexes, and that airway tends to relax a little bit more than it should, and the airway can narrow at night. Airway narrows, we get uh, problems with our brain, we get this thing, upper airway resistance syndrome, it can be snoring, can be airway resistance, or it could be full-blown apnea. But they all can produce pretty profound symptoms just based on a slight narrowing of the airway. Well, you've talked about a lot of symptoms right now, a lot of syndromes, and the one that most commonly people hear about is sleep apnea. So there are all different reasons for a difficult night's sleep other than sleep apnea. So can you kind of go through like what your workup is and trying to discern what's going on here between the right. different types of sleep issues? Sure. So the first thing we try to, that we uh, ascertain from the patient is why are you here? What's your chief complaint? And a lot of times it could be, I always say that men are in denial and women speak in code. So a woman <laughs> come in for her headaches or her TMJ because the TMJ also starts to break down. The jaw tends to recede a little bit. We, we lose some muscle, bone, collagen. Our jaw tends to go back a little bit around perimenopause. And when the jaw goes back, the airway closes. But it's also the time where you may get neck pain, headaches, clicking in your jaw. So I listen to that, but in the back of my mind, I'm also listening for some of the symptoms of fatigue, unrefreshing sleep, anxiety, insomnia, um, and uh, trouble focusing, difficulty concentrating. So what I do then is I do my evaluation. I do muscle palpation. I listen to the joint. I look down the throat, I do a malampati, I see how big the tongue is. So I can have very, very petite women that have big tongues or they may have small noses. And so we identify anatomically where there may be some airway restrictions and we put together the story with the complaints, with the exam, with the imaging, and we come up with a really uh, an explanation, if you will, etiology explanation of why and how they got there. So I want to manage their daytime complaints. I'm exhausted. I can't focus. I'm depressed. I have anxiety. And I want to put that together with a daytime solution and a nighttime solution. And usually it revolves around letting them breathe better, putting something maybe in their nose to have them improve their nasal breathing. Uh, working with ENTs when we when we you know when it's appropriate, um, and then keeping that jaw forward, opening the airway, and improving their quality of sleep. So when we're talking about like putting something in the nasal airways to open it, what are what is that surgical procedure? Is that uh, well? So you know you've heard of breathe right strips. Yeah. Over here. So that's the first one that we used years ago. Now there's things like mute comes out with a nasal stent. So RhinoMed makes these mute nasal stents. Um, I don't know if I have them right here. Um, Rissy, you can get me one. I can show you what they look like. Um, and that just goes right in the nose. It's like, you know, when the swimmers used to wear that thing, they would 
So it's kind of goes in the nose and it really like I have very narrow nos very narrow nasal valves. This prevents the stent oh keeps it open all night even when you're you know breathing in and so it's very effective. There's other nose cones but if you go into a Walgreens Rite Aid pretty much most of them are now starting to carry this and that keeps the nose open and that's the first that's where the air should come in. So we teach all our patients nasal breathing. Mm -hmm. Important for increased energy, improved oxygenation. And then we tend to move the jaw forward at night, or let's say we prevent the lower jaw from dropping back. And so these are some easy things to do to uh, give more refreshing sleep. And the mute looks like something like that. It's just a, a very simple, it goes right in the nose and uh, it's easy to use. I like that mute versus muzzle. Anyway, I'll remember yes. that. <laughs> so why is nasal breathing preferred over mouth breathing? Well, when you breathe through the mouth, typically your jaw has dropped back. And when the jaw drops back and you're breathing through the mouth, first of all, it changes your posture. You know, if you want to have a good posture like they teach in yoga or meditation, the only way to do it, if you're a mouth breather, your head always goes into extension and it tends to come forward a little bit. So that strains a lot of neck muscles. So when we breathe through the nose, we get better humidification, we get better filtering, we get heating of the air and the nitric oxide, the ability for the oxygen to get into the bloodstream, dilate, activate nitric oxide. It's much more efficient with nasal breathing than it is with mouth breathing. And then people, if you breathe through your mouth, you wake up with, you get more bacteria in, you wake up with a dry mouth. Uh, and so it's just much better for many reasons to breathe through the nose. Mm, yeah, it sounds good. So how do you advise to do that at night? Like how to how do you transition people if they're mouth breathers at night to nasal breathers? Well, what we do is we work with these oral appliances that tend to promote, we start with kids actually, but then we work with adults and we work with these appliances that keep the upper and lower jaws basically together. Don't let the jaw drop back. So we keep the jaws together and we're doing now even taping of the lips. We get some micropore paper tape and we put some tape over the lips and that also encourages nasal breathing. So in order to do that, you really need to give a little bit, prevent the airway from closing at night. So make it safe to breathe through the nose. So to do that, you have to open up the airway behind the tongue, behind the soft palate. And if you do that, most people can breathe through the nose and then other people will need to get their septums uh, repaired, turbinate reduction and things like that. And sometimes it's done with an ENT. Sometimes it takes someone in facial plastics. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know, I'm familiar with the myobrace as an orthodontic um, device that um, some biologic dentists have been recommending over typical orthodontic braces and removal of teeth. I'm curious about what you think and how having braces and removing teeth and all those adjustments for beautification, does that affect, you know, is that better or not for now in menopause when we're having issues with um, a restorative night's sleep? 
Right. So, you know, we have tons of cases where we've just transformed the face with our Juvabyte technique. Um, so we, 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 we like Myobrace. We just took a course, you know, uh, over the weekend with Healthy Start, which is basically Orthotain, Healthy Start, which starting with kids. So we're trying to restore the height of the face to these women. And I can show you, send you some of my morphs. But beautification occurs if you give a woman oxygen and deep sleep, she'll look about 10 years younger in three months. Sure. And we also give them back the height of the lower third of the face. I'm working with an ENT. I'm working with Dr. Romo and other ENTs, but we're restoring the height of the face. We put in the device and they may do a little filler and giving someone back their lips, their chin, and then the eyes open up the mouth changes by the oxygen and I think it's the deep sleep that really makes all the difference in the world. And women, people just have no idea that they can look 10 to 15 years younger. They're really inside, their inflammation's gone down. They really feel 10 to 15 years younger. It's nice to see those results too. Yeah, great. <laughs> awesome to feel it. That's our priority, but it's really nice to see it. Well, that's, that's really cool. So do um, having braces early on in our life, does that affect? Um... Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, people that used headgear that brought everything back or people that had four bicuspids that had teeth taken out when they were younger, that tended to retract everything and pull the tongue back and close off the airway. It's like if you play musical chairs and you take a chair away here and a chair, the circle keeps getting smaller until there's only two chairs left. Well, if you pull out four teeth, imagine you pulled out four. If we keep pulling out teeth, everything's got to, we're not going to have the arch width. So we're trying to get like that Roman, we're trying to get that big arch. And now we have things like Invisalign, Clear Correct. We have other techniques where we now can do expansion. So a lot of times we'll try to reverse what was done to us as kids and try to get these big broad arches like Weston Price talked about and like we used to have 2,000, 10,000 years ago when there was no sleep apnea, there was no snoring, mm -hmm. and there was no cavities, you know, before carbohydrates, before, you know, fire probably. But we used to have these broad arches, and that's what we try to get back to because that, that really looks the best as well. And so preventatively, we should avoid those orthodontic braces and look at something like myobrace for our well, kids. And then... Yes. So you want to start with expansion. You want to start bringing the jaw forward at age three, four, five, certainly by six or seven. But we want to try to get the kids mainstream. We want to get the kids not having symptoms of ADHD. We want to get them off those meds. And if you get the kids sleeping through the night by tonsils, adenoids, and bringing the jaw forward, expanding the jaw, and then myofunctional therapy, then that can work. So myobrace uh, is, is a good technique. Healthy Start's a good technique. Working with myofunctional therapists and working with ENTs that get it. Wow, that's huge. And so what's a resource for people to go to? Because I know all the moms are like, okay, yeah, like I know my youngest is nine years old, right? So I'm thinking yes. I've avoided everything until this, until this, but I've looked at myobrace. It's just five hours away for us. Yeah, so, you know, Healthy Start, if you go to the Healthy Start website, um, that's a resource. We have the Foundation for Airway Health, airwayhealth.org. 
So if you go to airwayhealth.org, uh, we have a practitioner list of practitioners that have taken the pledge to keep an open airway. So that's a good start. Um, and I think, uh, you know, reading the book Gasp. So can I get a copy of the book? So every mother with a young kid, um, if they pick up Gasp, there's a lot of references and websites in there and everything is evidence-based. So we start with childhood and we work our way up and we show the effects on airway and breathing on perimenopausal, menopausal women, but we start with children as young as age one or two and then three, four, five, six. And you know, you've got to look for that right pediatric ENT in your community that's been trained in airway and sleep. Because what's happening now is the pediatricians will tell you, I oh, don't don't worry about those tonsils. They're, they're gonna shrink, they'll shrink. And the kid's 18 years old and they never, they ne really never shrunk. So you really want to intervene early for your kid to make sure that neurocognitively, neurobehaviorally, they get the best outcome possible. Yeah, and that's so, again, that's so true to look at this component of um, ADD and sleep and the oral airway and really making those connections. So for our listeners, the book is GASP. And that's available on Amazon and at your website, drmichaelgelb.com. Yes. And so we'll be able to get that as a good resource and start doing our own homework, our own, our own uh, research. And, and also, as a other note to um, parents out there, is to avoid the peer pressure amongst the kids for those braces because it is like a rite of passage nowadays. And we really um, are seeing the consequences in the long term because, again, it's like any Band-Aid, right? Treating the symptom without addressing the root cause of the problem doesn't serve us in the end. It just is going to be something else further on. And that leads us now, Michael, into menopause, perimenopause, and also andropause for men. It's a really big issue in men, but women don't connect it with the airway. And right. so I want you to, let's, let's go into this and talk about this transition. I'm, I also, when discussing this perimenopausal laxity in the air, you know, the airway muscles, you said the tongue, the airway, um, I would say that's definitely associated with a drop in our progesterone, as yeah. well as our DHEA, our um, major, you know, some of our major hormones and that, that function, that loss of those hormones probably relates to this physiologic. So adding the hormonal component, progesterone, DHEA, and then and also exercises, ladies, our facial exercises, we we're going to talk about that. But um, you know, that was like my ooh, ah, ee. So yeah. exercise. Anyway, I digressed. But let's talk about those hormonal changes, but then what's going on and how we can, again, let's correct structure, function. As an osteopathic physician, really big on that, you know, and, and um, adjustments when needed and those things that are so important. Absolutely. So when you add back the progesterone, you get back those the, you get back those protective reflexes. The activity of those tongue muscles actually comes back to normal levels once you've restored the hormonal balance. So that's really important. The other thing is the back of the airway is the spine, is the cervical spine. So the alignment issues and the structural way that you can really open up someone's airway at age 47, 48, 49, 51, 55, you can bring a woman back to what she was 15 years ago by giving her back both the oxygen and the depth, the restorative sleep. 
So a lot of these women, they don't have apnea, they don't have oxygen desats, but their brain never gets down into deep sleep. Maybe since they had kids, they never really get that deep restorative sleep. So they have sleep fragmentation. So it disrupts the sympathetic and the parasympathetic and it creates this really stress response. Some people talk about the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis through the nose, through the limbic system, and they get all these functional somatic syndromes that Abram Gold talks about. They get tension headache, migraine headache, irritable bowel. The whole nervous system gets sensitized that it's called chronic fatigue, irritable bowel. It can be low blood pressure, cold hands, cold feet, because the body's putting all the blood to the brain and the heart, and the extremities really get nothing. And it's really a generalized stress reaction that comes because there's an imbalance of our nervous system. And it can be all because of limited now. Breathing is really such a central part of what we do, along with eating and exercise and a good attitude. But breathing is right up there. We think it's number one in terms of airway, breathing, you know, think about meditation, think about yoga, but we think the breathing component, and then you go to back to the Ayurvedic versus Buteyko, you know, you have the Russians and you have the Indians, and so there's a long history of the effects, the, the beneficial effects of breathing, but it can be started in your nose, it can start in the back of your throat, and we just have to be aware that even minor changes, like a cold, like um, uh, allergies, but certainly we put the effects of menopause and perimenopause way up there on the list of what can set this off. So what's your steps in treatment and what are some things the women can start to do at home? Well, right away, you could start to open up your nose. You know, you could sleep in a position, whether it's on your side, preferably not in your back, but you could sleep on an angle so that your airway doesn't close off as much. You can do things to give yourself better nasal breathing that we've discussed, you know, nasal stents. Maybe you're going to use a fragrance, you know, some people use lavender, but you might use something to open up the nasal airway, um, you know, consult an ENT. But we usually try things non-surgically first before we'll do go with recommending anything surgically. And then there's different types of bite plates that you could start with an over-the-counter. We recommend custom appliances, um, especially so you want to get a better fit and you want to be able to work with a dentist that's trained in airway. We call it an airway-friendly, airway-centered, airway-centric dentist that realizes that the, the top people in dentist now, dentistry now realize that airway trumps everything else in dentistry. Airway is number one. Mm -hmm. Then we talk about TMJ, headaches, clenching. If you're gonna, if you have a clenching problem and you're out there listening to this, probably at least 35 to 50 percent of people that have clenching problems also have sleep-related, airway-related problems. Clenching is really a sleep disorder. So, 50 percent of the appliances that are worn every night in the United States are actually closing the airway. So, 50 percent of the night guards that you're wearing every night are not helping you, they're actually maybe closing your airway. So you want to get a night guard that's not just a night guard, but it's an airway. It's a sleep device. It's an airway guard, and it's something that can lead to refreshing sleep, help you with your anxiety, help you with um, mood swings and things like that. So why not? You're wearing something at night anyway. 
you might as well wear something that's working rather than something that may be making you worse. So explain the difference, because I'm not familiar with night guards or airway guards and right. haven't so used any apparatuses. If you use a guard in your mouth and it's just flat plane and it allows your jaw just to slide back or just to open a little bit, when your jaw just opens back, it's actually closing the airway. But sometimes we have to go into like a speaking, like when I say 66, Mississippi, it, you have to bring the jaw slightly forward at night, which opens the airway. So like in anesthesia, what do they do? They pull your jaw, or in CPR, you pull the jaw forward. Right. And when you pull the jaw forward a little bit, that creates an open airway, which is what we do all the time in post-surgically, in CPR, emergency situations. We want to restore the airway. So that's what we're doing for women and for kids is we're restoring their airway because through poor diet, epigenetic pesticides, preservatives, our jaws have gotten smaller and smaller with time. So we're basically just trying to reverse that trend. You know, it's the paleo trend, but we're trying to do it with better diet, um, things like that. But one thing that we can do with dentistry is we can help restore the airway. Yeah. So that's how we do it. So we look at different ways that we can either make things wider or bring things forward. And we'd like to do it as a child, but if, if we're in your 40s or 50s and you didn't get this treatment as a child, it's never too late. You can intervene. We've treated 84-year-olds, 85-year-olds with this, and they've done great. So we're reversing, we're lowering inflammation in all ages, and we're really restoring kind of the balance of the sympathetic and parasympathetic in the brain. And then that's getting leading to a lot of good changes in um, a lot of the women. And they're minor, they can just be minor disturbances that cause big, big changes. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And I know just thinking from, um, you know, closing from that, Air, you know, the airway opening, and that's something that everyone listening right now could just kind of assess themselves. You know, if you're slumped over in the chair, your hair, your neck's extended, that's a really difficult closed airway, right? Versus sitting up. And slide the jaw forward. Lips together, teeth apart. Lips together, teeth apart. And then opening up in here, like they do in yoga, open up and extend the head. And then that can open the airway mm. with an open nose. Definitely felt capacity, increased capacity there, which is very interesting. And I would just, you know, for others that are listening that can relate with me too, I know that one of the big things that we take away with anyone who has Dairy, you know, anyone who has airway issues is dairy. Do you also find that you remove dairy from any of this as a mu you know? Yes, like it. Give me a coffee stir if you can. I'm going to show you one more thing. If you remove dairy, gluten, so we try to get rid of dairy. <clears throat> we try to um, recommend no sugar, low sugar, and then try try elimination diet. Yeah. You know, go off of gluten. But a lot of women, my daughter's about to get me a coffee stir, but a lot of women, it's as if they're breathing through a coffee stir. We want women to breathe through a garden hose. So, you know, we want the airway to be big. So it's hard to, I don't have it, this is not open, but if I had to breathe through an open, through a coffee stir, 
I wouldn't make it very long. Right. I mean, that's what a lot of us, it's the equivalent that we're breathing through a coffee stir or like a, a straw. That's, that's too narrow. We want to be breathing through an airway like that. Yes. So when I give the patient an airway like that, sometimes we're increasing it up to seven times what they came in with. Usually, most always, three to four times expanding it. So when we're giving you a bigger airway, just think the flow is usually to the third power. So that has profound effects on the brain and then the heart and then the rest of the body. Yeah, it's a huge missing piece of the puzzle. And I really, you know, I can't say enough about that. And as we do, like my program is keto alkaline. So I really work on getting people into a healthy nutritional ketosis or intermittent fasting, low carbohydrates, you know, and, um, and very alkaline type, very nutritious, you know, micronutrient dense diet choices. So we work on that. And that is key for decreasing inflammation, improving insulin sensitivity, leptin sensitivity, etc. So a missing piece to a lot of this is this definitely this airway opening. And I want to give again, the example to do physical, just very tangible. One of the things that we teach our children, like we have to get them to swallow a pill, right? chin down to swallow the pill, right? You put your chin down because if you put your head back, which is the tendency, everyone wants to wash it back, you're constricting. Well, the same is true for the airway. Actually, did you know Tylenol patented the way to swallow Tylenol, the way to swallow a pill? That's one of the, their first US patent. Anyway, trivia, my brother's in the patent office. So, um, but that's that, that whole chin down, open up, and, and so that's just an exercise conscientiously when our, when our ladies, I teach them in magic menopause, think of a cheer word, a word that brings a smile to your face. Cause the last thing we want as we age are like grumpy resting witch faces, right? right. So smiley face. So with that cheer word, I'm going to ask you to bring in, all right, extend the cervical column. Yes. Chin down a little, all those muscles will tighten up <laughs> and smile. Is that reasonable? Yes, that sounds good. So so that's one thing. And the other thing is like, I'm ready to order apparatuses for every one of my daughters who could definitely do some work, you know, two college students, one nine and one in the workforce, you know, like, and then, you know, for me as well, I mean, that's, that's a key, whatever I can do to enhance my sleep. Y'all, we need to do that. We need to do that. So beyond the progesterone, the magnesium, the melatonin, the vitamin D, the things that we're doing to optimize, the lavender, you talked about opening your airway, essential oils, eucalyptus, peppermint. Um, There are great blends of breathe essential oils that you can get from different companies. And so, so those are good. So now we go on, we're doing these things. We're doing the exercises. We're focusing on, as you said, lips closed, teeth apart opening up that airway, feeling that improved air coming into you, what then, the, where, do we, where do we like, okay, I want to get this apparatus. What do we do now? Well, what you can do is we have things like Juvabyte for the day, which really is your day device, which opens everything up, gives you back the height, gives you what you've been missing as this went back. So instead of going out and having your teeth done, there's a product like Juvabyte where we have a, we have a website, juvabyte.com. Um, or you can go and look for a dentist in your area that's been trained in sleep medicine. And now there's maybe 5,000 dentists that have been trained in sleep medicine, but 
there's a big push right now in this country to have dentists be the ADA. As a matter of fact, they just passed it in October. Dentists are now supposed to screen all their patients for snoring and sleep uh, disordered breathing. Now, how many years that will take? But the consumer, you know, you got to look for a dentist that's airway friendly. Um, and I'd say that maybe, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of orthodontists are not, and many dentists are not yet, but the dentists from Spear and Kois and Dawson and Panking, all our big, big, big dental organizations, we're now teaching that airway comes first. So that's a really good lead that these organizations are taking. And so if you can follow, you know, an airway friendly organization, if you know the term airway-centered, airway-centric dentistry, that's really the lead into what we call, you know, integrative medicine, the type of medicine that you're doing, the alkaline, ketogenic, all that stuff is fantastic in restoring health to the body. Yeah. So we, dentistry to be complementary to what you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, it all works together. You know, I always said as a, you know, um, um, uh, you know, as an obstetrician and, you know, in general in medicine, right, there's no one part separated from another, right? We have to look at the whole and let's, you know, keep learning. So you also showed us that device mute and that was like the nasal stent. Yes. So the nasal stent, let's see if I can open it up. So here's the mute. And if I open it up, if I can get at it quickly. <laughs> so I can put one of these mute nasal stents, you know, in my nose. This is a small, so I don't know if it'll fit, but basically it just goes right in the nose like that. And, you know, now I can breathe. So this doesn't come in anymore. So now I've done like a, almost like a surgical thing. And now, I can breathe a lot better all night and I can put it in and I don't really even feel that it's in, you know, and I can open it up a little bit as I want to. That's just a real simple thing to do. So we give those to all, we give that to mostly all of our patients that we see have narrow noses. And I can't tell you most women, most men have a deviated septum just because the way that we've developed, we have a deviated septum or we have enlarged turbinates, or we have a narrow nose, or we had a rhinoplasty when we were a kid and they made everything really narrow and then we can't breathe. Mm. So, I mean, that's a really easy thing to do. And then there's, you know, neti pots, nasal flushes, rinses, keeping everything very clean. Um, that also helps. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think especially we're in middle of flu season now, one of the things that I advocate too is the Argentine silver or a colloidal silver in the nasal passageway. But okay, I like that. I'm going to definitely try those nasal stents and see what happens there. And then you talked about... Um, yeah, we have, a, we have an airway-centric guided... Right. I came up with an airway-centric guided system where any dentist in any part of the country through prosomnus labs, they can order one of these ACG uh, devices that it's airway friendly. So it's just a way that you can ensure that your dentist may be using an airway friendly device yeah, as opposed to one that may not be so airway friendly. 
And people can find out more on your website. Will you give directions? So to find out more, again, this is absolutely a fascinating area and we don't want to miss any aspect to rejuvenate, to improve the quality of our life, as well as the quality of our children's lives too. But it starts with us, right? We have to lead by example. So I think that's a really important part of, of this conversation is we've got to do, we've got to maintain up-level our health and also our children will naturally up-level their health and the more we learn about these things. But certainly as, as a mom, I'm, I've been avoiding the orthodontist and uh, of trying to fight the peer pressure and been looking at another option for help improving the jawline. Yeah, so Dr. Michael Gelb, dot com is probably the best place and all so, right yeah, marissa tell me that we post a lot on social media articles. with daphne articles blogs try to explain a lot of these things um, in a really easy way um, and trying to link a lot of these issues so that's probably a good way to to keep track of us too all right so perfect so on facebook it is the gelb center g-e-l-b center and so follow him there then drmichaelgelb.com and uh, michael it's been great to talk with you today i've learned so much as well you know just re-emphasizing that these things that have been on the back burner like oh yeah i'll get to it you know i'll get to it is is just you've just up leveled it on a, my priority list so i thank you very much and and for all our listeners, definitely, definitely comment below. Um, put some questions here. What else? What's what was the aha moment that you learned from this? I know I've learned several. What uh, and share this with your audience. Share this with your friends because this is huge information. It makes a difference in the quality of our lives and the quality of the lives around us. I know so many women. You're complaining about your husband snoring. Well, look, we've just looked at some solutions here, and then we know there are some solutions. We don't need to sleep in bedrooms on opposite sides of the house, right? So <laughs> that may seem like a very optimal option at times. However, it is not ideal. So share this information. Let's spread the word. Let's open our airways and have a better night's sleep. And remember your cheer word. And as you do that, smiling, that you're going to open up your airway as well. Again, thank you, Dr. Gilb. Thank you, Anna. Nice to be here with you all. Thank you.